Blog Talk Radio. General Quarters, Security Condition 3. Thank you. Security 3, sir. General Quarters 3, Intruder Alert. GQ 3, Intruder Alert. Oh, yes, and you have no idea. This is a fresh, brand new intruder tonight. Hey, welcome, everyone, to Madam Perry Salon. I am your host and cruise director, Madam Perry, also known as Jennifer Perry. And I want to welcome you here for another fun night. You know, I, I say this a lot lately, and it's it's true, and it's more true every week, is that uh, the show is getting to be more fun and more exciting. I'm getting more uh, subscribers. I want to thank you all, everyone who listens, who downloads, who subscribes, who shares it with friends. I am so grateful to you because of you. I'm able to, uh, well, sometimes I have great sponsors, and I also have fantastic guests, and it's all, all because of, uh, and for you, the listeners. And just to kind of go over where we've been a little bit later, i got some things to catch up with. You know, not long ago we had Anthony Sharp on, uh, people who follow Miss Fisher's murder mysteries. Uh, you know him as Cease, one of the cab drivers that works, does uh, also does double duty as a detective for Miss Fisher, the lady detective. And... Um, in Melbourne, and so I'll hopefully he's, he's working on coming back to Atlanta soon. Um, also, uh, let's see, we had Lita Ford last week on Wednesday talking about she's on tour right now. She has a book, Living Like a Runaway, that was launched or published this year. Uh, Lita was so much fun, and I got to say, and I, this is what I heard, and that's what I heard from people. Lita Ford former runaway, um, queen of metal, heavy shredder. She made every person that called in feel like they were special to her and uh, and very sincerely so. So thank you so much. And the winner, you know, I had uh, so many people entered to win a copy of her book. So there's an actor and comedian in Glasgow, Scotland, Titch McLean. And Titch drew the winning name see who got a copy of Living Like a Runaway by Lita Ford, and it was Larry Boomer Brumley. And uh, so if you want to watch the video, it's funny too, the video of, of Titch McLean drawing the winner. So if you want to watch that, go to my Madam Perry Salon page. Also this week, tomorrow night, we have um, guys, a, an author, uh, like a sci-fi fantasy author and some humor. He goes, uh, he's a cartoonist, he's an animator, Peter G. He also writes for Bleeding Cool, and he's going to be here tomorrow night. Thursday night, I have Tom Slick, producer formerly with Jeff De- uh, Def Jam, <laughs> Jeff Dam, no, formerly with Def Jam, and uh, with Universal Music now in Atlanta. He's uh, produced and co-produced so many songs by. Uh, Pitbull and also things for the Yin Yang Twins featuring Pitbull and several other groups. 
So uh, Tom Slick will be here Thursday night, but tonight I am so excited to tell you who we have. Right here in the genie's bottle known as Madame Perry Salon, this gentleman is a prolific poet, songwriter, and guitarist with the soul of an improviser. He crafts his songs to give room for improvisations, presence, and self-expression in the moment, believing that live music is best when everyone playing is co-creating, which means every one of his concerts offers the audience a different sound and a unique experience. And he's uh, recently had, he's on tour right now, or he has been all summer. He's been traveling abroad. Uh, he's got a new CD out, uh, produced by a two-time Grammy winner. So we're going to get all the scoop, all the details, and even some sounds from a guy that I've been wanting to have on this show for a long time, Mr. Ben Fon. Ben, welcome to Madame Perry's Salon. Come on in, sit down. Hey, thank you so much for having me. You are so very welcome. Uh, get comfy here because we've got a lot of questions to ask you, and we're so glad that you could that you'd be so generous with your time tonight for us. Uh, so I, you've got so much going on, it's hard to know where to begin. Um, I, I feel the same I way. I know that you, you're <laughs> good, we're even. So um, your your band is called Soul Symphony. Yep, Ben Fon, the Soul Symphony. And... Um, they're just exquisite. I haven't gotten out to see you live yet, and I'm hoping while I'm in still I'm up in Asheville now, I will be able to. Uh, but just to even watch your band on on videos on YouTube, it, you feel, and this is something you don't always. I mean, you don't always get it this much on YouTube, even though I love it. Yeah, you, you somehow know how to reach through and make us feel like like we're just about live with you. I don't know how. I think it has to do with something about your band members, as I understand, and their approach to uh, improvisation. So why don't you first of all tell us about you and, and your band? Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for the kind words. It's always uh, always nice to hear that. Um, yeah, as you said, I'm based in Nashville, North Carolina, and I'm a songwriter and guitarist. I I've been a guitarist for many years. I started writing songs in 2014. I hiked the Pacific Crest Trail, which if you're not familiar, it's a, it's a backpacking trail which uh, starts in Mexico and ends in Canada. So I, I, I walked the whole thing. It took me about five months, and I carried a mini guitar, and that's where I began writing songs. And after that, I came back to Asheville and just devoted myself full-time to becoming a songwriter and a band leader and really getting my music out there. The Pacific Coast Trail, about five months. Wow. Is that the – did you just go straight through? Did you make any stops along the way? or? Well, I would hitchhike to town uh, once a week to take a shower and get a hotel room or stay with somebody and, and go to the grocery store and buy food. So I would come to town about once a week. But, no, it was a straight shot. Um, the most I took was, you know, a few days off to rest. And I got sick once, and I had to take a week off in Oregon. But it was yeah, it was it was a straight shot for five months in the mountains. How does how does hiking the Pacific Crest Trail from which goes from, as you said as you said from Mexico to Canada? How does that compare with someone who's hiking the Appalachian Trail? 
It is comparable. I've actually done the Appalachian Trail as well, although I did not do it in one shot. I did it in three sections in the summers when I was in college. So on the east coast of the Appalachian Trail, you're you're in the woods a lot, so you're not necessarily seeing views all the time. Um, on the west coast, it's just wide open. You go through desert, you go through the Sierras, which is mountainous, snowy passes, and then you're in a rainforest in Washington, so it's much more diverse. I like the AT as well. It's beautiful. The the uh, terrain in the AT is, some people think it's a little more difficult, but they're definitely comparable hikes. That's interesting. By the way, if you're if you're just joining in and listening tonight live, my guest is musician and songwriter Ben Fon. And let me, let me also say prolific hiker, uh, Ben Fon. <laughs> yeah, we're just going to talk call about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you want to talk to Ben, you can call in 646-716-9922. It's a toll-free number in the continental U.S. So, again, 646-716-9922 to talk to Ben Fon. Okay, so, uh, <laughs> yeah, hiking. Well, you must be Mr. Legs and Buns of Steel. Um, so <laughs> I used to be. <laughs> your band... <laughs> <laughs> so, I know my husband used to go to have to do some work um, at a range. He works in satellite communications, and there was one place he went. It was a range owned by Georgia Tech for testing um, antennas. And he said he would always complain, it's 110 steps to the top and 110 steps down. And he would go on and on. So I thought, well, you know, it's my job as a wife to make everything better, right? So yeah, that's I just said one day, well, yeah. <laughs> just because yeah, he's always the optimist that shows me the good side of stuff so I thought I should do the same for him so when he said that I said well honey that's why you have the legs and buns of a man 20 years old instead of someone else your age okay so then he's <laughs> then he had a little extra swagger <laughs> that's funny <laughs> Yeah, I had him some swagger after that. So um, let's talk about so this year. Um, your new your new CD, your new album. Uh, you really wanted to put something together for it. In fact, as I understand, you went whole hog, jumping in the deep end, gave your whole heart, soul, and and everything in your lifestyle to making this the best you could possibly make it. As I saw on a video, you decided, well, I could have a bedroom or I could have a studio. That's correct. I uh, I had the choice. Um, you know, I couldn't afford at that point to rent a music space or a bedroom, and so I chose to make, make the room that I was renting a music studio where I would practice and teach and have rehearsals, and then at night I would roll out a karate mat and sleep on the floor with my <laughs> backpacking, backpacking gear in my sleeping bag. <laughs> that's funny to think about now. I now I'm sleeping you, in a really nice you... bed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, when yeah. you rolled out that karate, bit, karate mat, I thought, God, love him. He's that serious. He's dedicated. <laughs> so, um, But you also did a Kickstarter for this. So tell us about that and how it went for you. Sure. It was a really, really affirming experience. You know, I was, I was nervous. You know, it's, it's hard to ask for anything, but asking for, you know, $12,000 is kind of uh, <laughs> a challenging thing. But I just felt like, you know, it was the right point. Um, you know, I'd done a lot to build, 
to build the band and to build my music and I'd written the songs and I just really felt that, you know, we needed to do this album right. And to do that, you know, I couldn't afford the whole thing myself. So yeah, I did. I devoted um, a lot of time to the campaign and you saw the, uh, you saw the Kickstarter video that, that showed me sleeping on the karate mat and, you know, we did a big kick, Kickstarter uh, launch show and we launched the Kickstarter on the same day as the show. And that first day we raised, uh, I think it was about $2,000 in just that first day alone, which was really cool. So we had a, a good start, and I think we still had a day or two left once we reached the goal. And we actually went over the goal by a couple hundred dollars. And, you know, I was just blown away, one, by, you know, people who were already fans, you know, already into the music, how they showed the support, but also people who – you know, maybe hadn't heard of me. Like I had people from Europe and other countries who somehow found the campaign oh, online my. and, and yeah. And that was really cool because it showed me that people were really relating to the message that I was putting out there in the music. And I think a lot of, a lot of the message that people related to was, wow, this guy's taking a big risk and he's putting everything into it. And, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people really, you know, really want to do and, and are doing you know, with their life and especially, you know, you mentioned earlier this being a, a challenging time in the world and I think, you know, it's it's a lot of people are really taking taking risks to do something, you know, creative and positive with their life because I think we're realizing that, you know, nothing's nothing's guaranteed and, you know, we're only here for a short mm-hmm. time and so it's it's really important to, to live passionately and follow your dreams and, and I just found people really related to that message. I totally agree. And I would think that because of what you said, the 12,000, when you uh, you made your goal with a few days left and went over, um, I would think that it had to give you, there were certain things you had to face straight up when you saw when that happened. One, you had to have felt a lot of love coming from people. Definitely. And Definitely. the other would be that if you ever had asked for a sign, am I doing the right thing? Am I on the right path? You had it. I think so, and I, I appreciate you saying that because, also as you mentioned earlier, I've had a a really a really uh, busy summer. I was on the road up in the East Coast, and then I was out of the country, and I'm kind of just now getting back to Asheville and getting my feet under me, and have been feeling really tired. So it's uh, it's nice it's nice to be reminded reminded of that. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we're going to be getting to the music soon. I mean, to get into your your out of the country trip soon. But right now, let's go ahead and, and play some music because uh, yeah. what about uh, the song "Fear Is the Teacher," which I think you said that's, really was the impetus for a lot to do with this. Definitely, that's the title track of the album, and it's basically the theme for the whole album which is, you know, using fear as a way to teach teach me about myself and move me into my goals. And, you know, whatever that is, you know, every song has some message, some part of my journey where I've transformed fear into something creative and positive. And so I'd love to hear you play the title track for that. All right. This is Ben Fon, Soul Symphony, with Fear is the Teacher. And it's from the uh, CD of the same name. 
my blood and shake my soul As I stumble through this inner land I wonder if I'll make it home Swear I'm bound to turn the corner Round which I have never seen Beyond the doors of past imagining Deepest place I've ever been If I have the guts to dive Into the darkest chambers My lonely heart and mind To forget The escape that keeps me from myself We almost face ourselves alone When we die there's no one else The spirit teacher If I have the guts to dive Into the darkest chambers My lonely in teacher from the CD of the same name, Ben Fon, the Soul Symphony. So, Ben, tell us, um, where, where do I, I don't know where to start. Uh, tell us about your trip out of the country, because I first learned about it on Facebook when you were about to leave, and... Yeah, it was fantastic. Out. So, I was in Vietnam for almost three weeks, and my father is from Vietnam. He came to America in 1975, 
and this was his first time back in 42 years. We went together, and it was an incredible trip. We went all over the country. We met a family that I'd never met before, which was really cool, and we actually have a a personal family cemetery with about eight uh, graves in it, and going all the way back to um, one of the lords of the imperial court to the last emperor of Vietnam. Yeah, it was really cool, and ate a lot of good food, met some cool musicians there. They have some really nice guitar makers that I met and and played some really nice guitars and got to jam with some some people and definitely have some some ideas from for songs from the whole experience. Oh, that's that's nice. That was an unexpected um bonus. Which part the guitars? So Yeah, yeah, that. Well, plus the fact that you're descended from royalty too, so Yeah. Yeah, all of that, and meeting other musicians. So uh, so had your father – when was the last time your father had been in Vietnam? It was 1975, and he was 16. And when the oh. Americans pulled out, pulled out of the war, he came to this country. Yeah, he uh, they left Saigon about three days before the fall, and he said he could hear – you know, he could hear the gunshots. They left. They bribed. They bribed the government to get out, to get to get to the coast, and got on the American ships, and came here, and and he's been living in America ever since. So this was his first time back. Oh my! So that's been what about thirty-seven years? About forty-two. Forty-two. Oh, forty-two. Okay. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. On that, but that's what he said. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Maybe you're right. Well, what was it like? Do you speak much of, of the uh, – what is the language in Vietnam? Do you speak much to the language? And I don't was it like visiting I relatives? Know, I know some words. My father's still fluent. So it was cool because, you know, normally when you're a foreigner and you're in another country, it can be hard to kind of really speak with the locals and know what's going on. You You get this sort of, you know, painted picture to you of what they want to see. But it was really special uh-huh. because – Everybody we met, you know, was really interested in talking to my dad and hearing his stories. And we had some people, you know, bring us to their home and bring us to their farm and really tell us, oh, you should go here. And and, um, I really felt like we got the experience of what it was actually like living there. We talked to a lot of people about the politics. And, you know, one, one thing that was really powerful to me was we met a guy who was the exact same age as my dad who had the opportunity to leave at the same time my father did but he did not leave because he was afraid to leave his family. And my dad asked, or I asked this man, I said, do you regret not leaving? And he said, yeah, I, I do. I do regret leaving. You know, so that was really, I just felt very, very grateful that my, my dad was able to come here. And I was able to, you know, I wouldn't be a musician if I was, if I didn't come to this country and, and have the opportunities that I had. You know, it's a very, and I'm not saying that, you know, we're so much better than them or anything like that. It's just a different world. And it's a beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful country, and I plan on spending more time there. But there's certainly, you know, for example, there's only one political party, and, you know, there's not a whole lot of – it's not a very progressive place in terms of, you know, what's going on. I, I don't think I'd be able to be doing what I'm doing now had I not come to, to the States. Mm-hmm. 
it's interesting to see, especially a country like that. Now, I imagine with this, with meeting family, not just meeting other tourists or people in a hotel, or if you were traveling for business, but the fact that you were actually meeting relatives. Was it interesting getting a a, a view of how other people in other countries uh, view what's America and and everything that we're going through? Definitely, they uh, they love Obama there. <laughs> And, you know, not really, not, not really sure what to think about what's going on now. But, you know, it was so interesting because my family there, I never met them, but they took time off work. They showed us around. They took us to their home, took us out to dinner. And, you know, it was just it was just really special to, to feel that, that connection. And, you know, some of them have been to the States and, and have enjoyed it. But, you know, they, they love it there too. And, and I know for my dad as well, you know, he he misses it there, and, and it's kind of like, I think for a lot of people who are, you know, immigrants, and they kind of feel like they have two homes and don't maybe don't quite belong in one and don't quite belong in the other. So, you know, I know that they they really, you know, enjoyed, enjoyed talking to us as Americans and hearing about our experience, and they also really enjoyed, which I did as well, you know, sharing the Vietnamese culture with us, and especially the food is so good and really showing mm. us what life, what fare is like. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, I think you remember there was the the bassist Rudy Starzo who played with Quiet Riot and Ozzy Osbourne. I think you talked to him. You called him when he was on the show, and talked to him. That's right. You know, mm-hmm. he's a, he's a Cuban citizen because uh, his oh, family really? had to flee here. They had to they had to act like they weren't leaving, in order to be able to leave, and just ditch everything they had and and. Uh, right. And come to America. And who else was on here? Oh, now Lita Ford. Her father's British. Her mom's Italian. You know, he came over here. But that's, um, it wasn't quite the same sort of like a hardship situation like Rudy or uh, Julian Acosta, who's an, a musician in, in Texas and Austin, said his family left Mexico and his mom, who was a big executive over there, I mean down in, in Mexico, but she had to take a job cleaning houses just to bring the family here to do better. So uh, yeah, it's a different when you do a cross-cultural thing like that and and make sacrifices for your family. And I'm sure there's a different. Um, Different ways that it impacts, uh, influences, and reverberates too throughout generations that people who haven't been through it won't know. Definitely, yeah. That was really well said. And one thing that was really powerful to me was, you know, meeting a lot of people who were my father's age and around his age. They look 20 to 30 years older because times were so hard during and after the war. And, you know, Mm. talk to a lot of people that, you know, they didn't didn't have a lot of food and, you know, weren't treated as well by the government and, and seeing my, you know, it's funny, most people there didn't, didn't believe, they don't believe that my dad is my dad because he looks so young and I've got more hair than him. I've got a beard <laughs> and he's got a sheet clean shaven. So they think we're more like brothers, but, you know, it really tells the story of how life hard, how hard life was, you know, during and after the war when you see someone who's my dad's age and they look 20 years older, you know? Yeah. 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 That's, that's definitely that, that, that hits a, a bit of truth that, that we're not all um, usually aware of and certainly never see ourselves much. Uh, actually, I was going to say, before we move on to something else, I want to say, you know, reading about it and trying to follow you on Facebook when in social media, when you were going, when you were traveling, and back, um, 
I got to tell you something. Uh, I ex- I kind of expecting not only more music because of your uh, influences and your experiences there, but maybe even uh, a book or a couple of chapters in a blog, maybe a nice article for a magazine. Because I think you've got a lot going through your mind, a lot that you saw, and a lot to tell us. But for now, <laughs> no, I appreciate that. I've actually been working on some short stories. I decided that I think that would be oh, the best good. medium because I, I sat down and I tried to write some on the plane, and I realized that, you know, there's there's too much to tell the whole story. So what I want to do is write a series of kind of isolated short stories that will kind of serve like pictures. You know, a photograph tells a story, but it's not <gasps> yes! the whole story. And so I want to write a little bit about that that kind of brings you into the moment of the experience, but you don't necessarily know the whole story because we don't know the whole story. You know, I don't know the whole story. Right. I just know. So I'm, I really, that's really insightful that you said that because that's, that's been on my mind. I need to get working on that actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, hey, maybe it'll be some vignettes and you'll uh, have a stage show. Well, why don't we play some more music? Uh, I have cool. a couple of songs here. One is called, uh, this is from, if, again, if you're listening live, I'm talking to Ben Fon, and if you want to call in and talk to him, the number is 646-716-9922. And he has a new CD called, with Ben Fon's Soul Symphony called Fear is a Teacher, and this is a song from it called Worse Than This. <laughs> Come on, step outside the mind Through the window of time I know he's waiting for a sign The color outside of the line They will never keep me down Bitter words and angry sounds Though it haunts me like a hound They will never keep me down Cause we've been through worse than this We've been through worse than this The other side Come on, let yourself be wild Bring careless like a child Put on his shoes and walk for miles Meet the darkness with a smile Cause we've been through our standing 
Come on, step outside the mind Through the window of time I know he's waiting for a sign To color outside of the lines Cause we went through our Magnificent. That was worse than... No drones. Okay, so I'm back with Ben Fon. Uh, we're going to talk about Ben Fon's Soul Symphony, his band, and uh, they've been on quite an extensive tour in the summer, and also about the band members, the musicians, and their approach to writing. And hey, Ben, we actually have uh, a very special person who's stepping in here with us. If you'll move over just a bit, it is sure. my friend, and she's also the host of Everything Relationships here on. Blog Talk Radio, Kenya Colbert. Kenya, come on in. Hello. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me inside. Ben. ben. Hi, Kenya. Hi. Okay, let me just say this. I literally have like this lump in my throat right now because I'm listening to that song. And this time in our country, thinking about that song, listening to it and thinking about all the crazy things going on in this country right now, not to even mention just in this world, but right here, that song like stabbed me right in my heart. And I'm thinking this should be a theme song. I love it. I love the voice. I Thank love your you voice. So much. I really I really appreciate that. It's it's always I good to hear people relating. <laughs> I felt it. I felt it deep. I'm thinking, <laughs> oh okay, let me hear this song. What is it gonna be? And the words, did you write that? I did. I did. Wow. I don't know how, but somehow I did. <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh. I can only say why. Wow, because I have like literally I was listening to it and I could feel like these tears building up because it just it just woke up an emotional side that I didn't even realize was there until I started wow. thinking about we've been here before, this through the other side and coloring outside the lines. Mm-hmm. I was just listening, I'm like, I love this song, I need this. <laughs> Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah thank you. Wow. Did, did you hear him talk about going to Vietnam and visiting his father's family? I did, and, and, and let me say that those types of stories are history. Where we come from really 
should inspire what we do. It should inspire the art. But I felt it, and I felt it from you. When I was listening to you talking about your father, and I was thinking it was great to me when you were saying that it was good to go back and visit, but seeing your father and seeing him back so many years later, that must have just been the first time you weren't there. You had no idea but the pain and the the memories that came from him and the good and the bad and all of those emotions that must have been kind of in that one trip. Yeah, write a book about that. I need that more. Yeah, you know, you're right. There's Which, a lot of, I think, oh, go ahead, sorry. Oh, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I, but I will say, I, I'm glad you brought up the voice. I keep meaning to ask you, Ben, where did you learn to sing like that? Because your voice, is, it's a beautiful voice. You know, it's on pitch. It's got great phrasing, everything. It's got the right type of emotion. But you have an emotion that feels sincere and heartfelt and very from within, very soulful, as in it actually comes from your heart, from your soul when you sing. You've got, oh. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I, I've, I'm not a, you know, a classically trained singer, and I, I've actually only really been confident singing the last few years. You know, it's something that once I started writing, I said, well, I better work on my singing. And I took some lessons, and I think it's, it's gotten to that point now where I'm, I'm able to express myself. And I'll never be, you know, one of those American Idol type singers who can belt out the things, but I think I, I, think I can say what I need to <laughs> and get out of the way. But I was Actually, respond. when I when I yeah, heard it, I, when it started, when you first started, it was so clear and clean and and fresh. It wasn't done to death, and it wasn't a repeat of anyone else. It's all you, Ben. Mm-hmm. It really was so clean. I was like, Thank wow. You. That's what Thank I you so too, much. Kenya. Wow. It's, it's not like anything else. You're exactly right, can you? You say you see the same thing I did. I kept thinking, this is such a a fresh and so original. Tell us about your band. You've got about your instrumentation in your band, Soul Symphony and the and the who's in the band, where do they play? Sure. Uh we have an amazing amazing group of, of people in Asheville. We have Molly Barrett on the fiddle, who she just won a competition down here um i forget the name of it off the top of my head i've been i've said it so many times anyway she's she's an award-winning fiddler down in north carolina my cellist franklin keel ryan kajanka on the upright bass uh fiddler's grove that's what it's called fiddler's grove and ryan kajanka on the upright bass and maddox frick on the drum and we have we have an amazing chemistry and we do a lot of improvisation within the tunes and Actually, the song we just heard, you know, that that second solo section where it really builds up with the strings right after that second chorus, yeah. we spent a, a lot of time with that. And our approach to the studio was I, I gave the band a, a lot of time and we tried a lot of different things. And then after, we went back and kind of took what we liked. So the, the, the recordings that we had, it was all live and really in the moment and experimental. And then we were able to take what we liked and from that approach, we kind of built that section, and it's one of my favorite parts in the whole album. So I'm really wow. glad that, that she got to play it today. Wow, nice. Yeah, really. So you've got a, you've been on quite a big uh, tour this summer. I think you've been where? You've been from New York to 
Florida, I mean, up and down the East Coast. Where all have you been? Yeah, I didn't go to I Florida, didn't name. but um, <laughs> it's too hot. Oh, okay. So. <laughs> I was in Florida last year. I, I got to play at Hulaween, which is a big festival down there with another band that I play, play with sometimes. But I went from Asheville up to New York and back and hit a bunch of places in between. That's kind of my regular route now. And I've got I've got some regular stops that I do and, and some bands that I play with and collaborate with. And the the furthest north that I went was Ithaca, New York, which I just love Ithaca. It's a great town. If you've ever been there, it reminds me of Asheville. I've never been there. And oh, really? I, I okay. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's in the mountains. It's very progressive. A lot of good music. Fresh air. I've been to New York a lot, and I've to you know to Manhattan and I've been to Long Island a lot. I used to go up there and stay with a friend a lot, but I haven't been to Ithaca. Uh, Kenya, is, you know Kenya and I we have a lot of road. That should be our next road trip, maybe Kenya. What do you think? Go to New York, go to Ithaca. Sounds good to me. He said fresh air, and you know my allergies are off the chain right now. I'm <laughs> loving that. She's down, she's down to go. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Yeah, let us know when you're going to be there, Ben. So we'll, yeah, so we'll know he. But yeah, Kenya and I, we love a good road trip. Uh, so where have you got coming up soon, and where can people? Find, well, I'll go ahead and say your website is Ben Fon Music, B E N P H A N M U S. I say BenFonMusic.com, and brilliantly, you kept all your social media consistent on uh, Instagram. It's at Ben Fon Music, and and. Uh, Twitter, so people can find you there. But where are you going to be this fall and through the uh, end of the year? Thank you. I'm. I'm actually. You don't have to get the whole schedule. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we don't Uh have time for that. But yeah, it's it's been such a a wild summer that I decided that I'm going to stay local through the winter. You know, my band will do probably do another big show uh, late fall, winter. But I wanted to give myself some time to to write and really be home and. you know, it's interesting, I think, Kenya, you are mentioning, you know, how powerful the trip was for my dad and looking into the past. You know, I have a, a good friend who once told me that the key to my future is in my past. And wow. yes. it inspired me to write, mm-hmm. write a song called Strange and Crazy People, which is a song about my family. And it mentions my father. It also mentions my mother's side, which they're uh, Holocaust survivors. My great-grandmother came over from Latvia you know, wow. during the Second World War. And so that oh song, I, I record, it hasn't been recorded on any album, but I did a live session with Acoustic Asheville, and that actually was released while I was in Vietnam. And so those videos are now on my website, including that song, Strange and Crazy People. So I would say, if you want to check that out, you can go there. And my, web, my website's a good place to get in touch with me, but I'm going to be in Asheville for rest of the fall and summer and fall, you know, enjoying the leaves and giving myself some time to rest and, and write. Oh, yeah, Kenya. And with your girlfriend, all right. Yeah. Yeah, make a life worthwhile. Well, you know, Kenya, Kenya, I think you see, you probably thinking the same thing I'm thinking is that with such a, a rich personal history, you know, I would call it his, some people might call it a pedigree, I'll call it his provenance, uh, but right. with such a rich um, history on both sides of your family, uh, that does explain, that does give us another reason why your music is so full of rich stories and aspects and uh, 
the way, for such a young guy, the way you see things and uh, realize emotions and situations and feelings and then turn them into music that's beautiful so well ben thank you so much for being here and being so generous with your time here madam perry salon and uh oh i gotta say one more thing before we go so you can tell this to other people uh david fishoff was here recently and he's a guy that put together he's a, uh, a agent for uh uh what do you call sports people? Athletes, yeah. <laughs> Athletes and musicians. He created the Ringo Star Band. It was his idea, all-star band. And he also created Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. And he said, and tell this to everybody you know uh, that might go, Ben, but if you sign up for Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp in September, which is the Judas Priest edition, Judas Priest will be there, as well as your old friend Rudy Sarzo and his brother Robert Sarzo and a lot of other guys um, and say when you register that you heard about it from Madame Perry Salon or you're a friend of Madame Perry, David will give you a free guitar worth $700. Anybody? Oh, cool. So I have to, have to get to, I know, I know. So I guess uh, that is pretty cool. So uh, that, and so uh, don't forget folks, Ben Fon, Soul Symphony, their new CD is Fear is the Teacher, and you can probably get it from their website as well as uh, wherever you get music. If you go to a real record store, a CD store, tell them you want it. If they don't have it, tell them to get it. Um, so thank you so much. Thank you, Kenya, for joining us. Uh, Kenya Colbert, be thank sure to listen to her every Sunday from 530 yeah. to 730 on Blog Talk Radio with Everything Relationships. Ben Fon, we just think you're wonderful. And, um, yeah, we do. Thank yeah, you so much, both of you. I really enjoyed out. talking with you. Oh, well, we're so glad because we did too. And we're going to go out with one more song. It's called, I think it features Molly. It's called Fiddler. It does, yep. All right, cool. Fiddler, well, thank, thank you so, you much, so much. All right. Shining 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.